Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Hello, hello. Welcome to this morning to Spotlight. I'm Allison H. Larson. I've got a special show prepared for you today. Today's show is all about legacy and love. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. I've been thinking about the people who have left a legacy of love for me. Uh, Thinking a lot about my grandparents uh, recently. They passed away a few years ago and all the wonderful things that I learned from them. Uh, the, the advice they were able to leave me, I go through with their keepsakes every now and again. And uh, something that my dad did, he's in video production. He's a newscaster, but does video production on the side. And one thing that he did that's just a treasure to me is he took some videos of my grandparents before they passed away with their words of wisdom. Came across one of those the other day. He reposted that on Facebook. So wonderful to hear them. And, and it felt like they were right there with me. So today's show, I wanted to bring you two experts on love and legacy and really uh, living a meaningful life, learning how to love yourself and then passing that love and that legacy on to others. So this morning, joining us from California, I'd like to introduce our first guest, Diana Wentworth. Diana, are you there? I am here, and I'm excited to be here with you. <laughs> I'm excited, too. You know, Diana, you uh, co-authored the book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, the very original one with Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen. And I was just... Well, actually, let me, let me say, I actually was the first co-author... And I did the third book, which was oh, the Chicken Soup for the Soul okay. cookbook. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Well, thank you for clearing that. That's the one I was reading right. last night. Um, you actually, we, oh. we were at a recent event, and I pulled out that book and was reading all about your, I think they were your revenge brownies. Is that what they were called? Revenge brownies? Or, <laughs> I don't know, get even brownies? Something sweet like revenge. Oh, sweet <laughs> revenge. And they did look sweet. I can't wait to try that recipe. Um, but, Diana, you have you have just a beautiful spirit, just a very graceful soul. I was so privileged to uh, be at an event where I heard you speak. And you have accomplished many things in your life and really are leaving quite the legacy of love. And as you know, I always give my guests permission to brag on the show. So I would love for you to brag about some of your accomplishments. And then, of course, if you need a little help, I'm going to jump in. But <laughs> uh, what, what do you what, I, I'm, I'm going to turn the time over to you now. You, you have my permission okay. to brag. Well, I'll try to be brief because I've lived a very long life. I'm very grateful for that. And uh, the poet Rumi said, follow the thread of what you truly love. It will not lead you astray. So I'm speaking to you as a 77-year-old entrepreneur who's never worked for anybody else. And I've always followed that deep thread and that and then knowing that comes up i really feel that we're supported when we when we're following our heart that we're supported by all sorts of serendipity and things that happen and um, i met my late husband in hong kong in a hotel lobby it was just a magical thing and we married, and it was a time when Julia Child was on the air cooking, oh, love and that. everybody wanted to learn wanted to learn French cooking. And I had actually studied at the Cordon Bleu. So, oh wow, I did not know that about you. Short, <laughs> long story short, I began cooking classes in my kitchen and gathering people around, and that's something that really fed my soul because my grandmother 
had run a boarding house and she cooked and, and I really felt this sort of a completion of my life purpose when I, ha- when I was gathering people around to, to really speak authentically and share their hearts and, and, and generous and treat each other to good things. Mm-hmm. And so that led into a long cooking career and six cookbooks. The first one won Cookbook of the Year. Yeah, in 1976, and it was called The Pleasure of Your Company. Yeah, thank you. It was um, in the category of entertaining because what we loved was being able to gather people around the table and plan parties in advance that we could do all the work in advance so that we could enjoy the company when they showed up. Mm -hmm. And so that was a wonderful ride. The cooking world was just ripe with with all sorts of um, interest in those days, and women were cooking at home. But then the cooking world began to fall apart because the super chefs were coming in and women were going into the workplace. That was something completely new. And uh, our career was falling apart. And Paul and I were invited to go on a trip into the Soviet Union with a group of activists. And this was Barbara Marks Hubbard and Patricia Sun and Dennis Weaver, Swami Satchidanan, and all these people. And Paul and I got to go on that. And that changed our life because we realized that the cooking wasn't what we loved. What we loved was gathering people. Oh, wow. So we started, we started a whole new organization called the Inside Edge, which is still going after 33 years. And that led us into meeting people like Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen, who were members of the Inside Edge. And that their publisher kept demanding a cookbook from them because of the title, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And... So I got to be the very first co-author, and that was the most amazing success, truly. I mean, much more money from that, much more than anything I'd ever made in my life. But the thing was that it really brought me into a balance of the cooking world and gathering people around the table. Mm-hmm. So that led to, and then Paul died, and I wrote a, he promised he would send me someone. That was the title of my my uh, romantic memoir, which I sold to Lifetime to make a film. Um, and, you know, it's just keep following this thread. And now I'm really following the thread of looking at my life and helping other people look at their lives. As, you know, what has been the meaning of it? What has been the deep truth? What is the thread that they've followed? And how can they leave something of meaning about that? And that's where legacy comes in for me. Well, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that. And there were a couple of golden nuggets that I took out of your story. And yes, you do have quite a bit to brag about. Uh, One of the things that I'm taking away personally as a woman and an entrepreneur is the fact that you were able to uh, change and, and shift directions as the market demanded. And also, as you had different changes in over your life. Over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, over and over again. I think reinvention has been my thread. So what would be your piece of advice to somebody that's listening right now and and maybe wants to experience success, wants to live their legacy, uh, but might be struggling feeling like the, the world's changing around them, whether it be a personal change in their life. I know you mentioned losing your first husband or whether it be, you know, the marketplace changing. What would your piece of advice be to them? I think we have to realize that everything that happens is for our good and for our growth. Mm. And if we can really, truly feel that, in our, like in our solar plexus, 
which is where I think our growing edge is, that all growth comes out of discomfort. All growth comes out of discomfort. I just want to say that one more time. All growth comes out of discomfort. Wow. Right. Goosebumps. We are not growing when we're just in relaxing on a cruise ship and ordering champagne. Mm. We are growing when when we're feeling what's inside and asking what what comes from this? Mm. What good can come from this? How can something new be born in me that brings me into peace with this? And I tell you, that's where the gold is. That's where it is. That's beautiful. I want to bring up one more point here, and then I want to uh, go over to Sarah and introduce her. But one point that I want to bring up that I thought was just lovely, and so many people mentioned this. When you, when I saw you speak at the last event, you were there with your husband, Ted. And the love between you and the support between you and and just everything about your dynamic and your interaction was something that I think a lot of people in the audience were saying, wow, I, I want to emulate this relationship. So can you talk to me a little bit about Ted and uh, your relationship with him and how you guys are able to support each other in this journey? Well, I tell you, from a youngest child, I really was very verbally abused when I was young. And I knew that the most important thing in my life was going to be very deep partnership, a real union. And I had that with my amazing first husband. He was just divine. He was my soulmate. And when he was diagnosed with cancer, uh, terminal cancer, and went very quickly just after our 25th anniversary, I didn't have any idea how I would get through that. And... He said, I don't want you to be alone. I said, send me someone. He said, I will. And a couple of months later, Ted Wentworth walked into the Inside Edge and joined it. And he had lost his wife to cancer two years before. And he had been out looking for just the right new partner because he also had this deep capacity for intimacy, which I think is the most important thing in in partnership, that Mm. you can really truly be all of who you are. And we have had, we've now been married 29 years, and he is just a fabulous man. He wrote several books, uh, Build a Better Spouse Trap is one of them. That's how he found me. That was his, <laughs> his technology for a man finding a new wife. And then he wrote a book called The Enlightenment Code because mm-hmm. he's been a meditator for 60 years, and he's just a beautiful human being. And we are each other's very very highest priority and he always says Diana if you're not laughing if you're not having fun you're not doing it right Mm. and I just think that's the most beautiful philosophy because we do find the humor but always he's we're always the highest priority with each other And I don't think other people necessarily have that priority. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love to watch your relationship and and how you guys interact and and such such a great example to everybody around you. Uh, We're going to go over now to Sarah. Sarah Prince uh, joining us today from Utah. Sarah, are you there? I am. I'm so glad to be on, Allison. I'm so glad to have you on. You know, one thing that really impressed me about Sarah when I first met you, Sarah, is your passion for helping people really discover their greatness within. 
And one of the things that, you know, I I remember when we sat and, and we were talking and, and you were saying, you know, there's all these women out there in particular and, and many men as well who feel like they're doing everything right. They're taking all the right steps. They're doing everything they're supposed to do and they still just don't love themselves. They aren't happy. They don't feel fulfilled. And so you are really on a mission to help people find that happiness and fulfillment and that self-love. So Sarah, I want to give you an opportunity uh, to brag about yourself and share a little bit about your journey and story. Well, absolutely. Thank you, Allison. It's actually been incredible, and I can't, I can't say that mine's been uh, as, as you know, high as, as Diana's per se, because <laughs> uh, I'm still a young newbie. But I, I love sharing what I've been through because I discovered perhaps the hard way what so many of us are going through. I, I followed the realistic path. Right. I went to college to get a degree and get the high paying job to provide for my family. And I actually worked in engineering. And it took like a really hard wake up one day to realize that I didn't love what I did at all. I wasn't fulfilled. And I thought, what, what is going on? Right. I was exactly in that place you described. I didn't love what I did. And I, and did you know, Allison, the only like, 8% of people achieve their goals, and of that 8%, 70% of them don't even enjoy what they do. They're not fulfilled. That's crazy. So that that brings things down to like 1% or 2% of people actually achieve their goals and like what they do. That's crazy. (laughs) And it's like 2% of people actually feel joy in their accomplishments. That's crazy. And I was was the other 98%, and it was terrible, and what I learned from that actually was I completely made a 180-degree turn, mm-hmm. and I started working for myself. I started hearing this message of, it does not have to be this way. We have so many God-given talents and abilities, and we're so blessed with, with wonderful wonderful personalities and things that we love to enjoy and share that we teach each other and connect with, and... I found a way to find fulfillment in what I was doing, even though I had to make a complete change from the, you know, quote unquote, realistic life that, that all of us are, that all of us grow up to, to do, to be taught, right? Mm-hmm. And I turned that into a career and I love speaking and podcasting and, and blogging and everything that comes with that. And it's been a great been a great journey, Allison. It led me to you, so I'm grateful for that. <laughs> well, I, I was so impressed, you know, when I first met you as well. And, and you're in a very, you know, your life position right now is you are a mother of young children. Um, you are living mm-hmm. your passion. You are you are learning how to be fulfilled. And, you know, the statistics are so crazy. One of the things that I recently read was that the number one factor that affects children negatively when it comes to their parents working is not the amount of hours the parents work. It's not the kind of job the parents Mm -hmm. do. It comes down to one thing. It's whether they feel like their parents are happy in their job and what they're doing. That affects the happiness of the children in relationship to the parent working more than anything else. 
And I thought that was so interesting. And, you know, Sarah, you and I, we had this discussion, and this was this is very interesting to me. And, Diana, of course, I'd love you to weigh in on this, too, as well. But, you know, I grew up, and Sarah, you grew up in a culture that was very traditional, you know. And, and Diana, mm-hmm. I kind of heard this about your career. You kind of started this way, maybe teaching women how to cook, maybe more of a, a traditional role. But, you know, in, in my life, I, I was really taught, you know, best you should probably stay home you should um, not pursue your career this is taking time away from your family and your kids and that's all true but I've kind of learned how to spend quality time with them um, knowing that you can spend massive amounts of time with your family and with your kids and in this traditional role but if you aren't happy um, that that's going to do more damage than good Uh, but so intriguing to me we've got about 30 seconds to break but I'd love for each of you just to, to share a couple of thoughts on this maybe a sentence or two so Sarah, what's your thought on that? No, I completely agree because even now I'm still still working for myself, but I'm home, right? right? And I get to show my kids what I do and I get to show them all the things that I love to create and I've, I've never felt more alive even though it's completely a path I didn't expect. And so I completely agree with you. Diana, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it's a really interesting subject to me because I've really been thinking about the joy versus happiness Mm. and um, what is the difference and why does it matter and I think I am thinking of happiness more as something that is situational and rather fleeting whereas joy is something that comes deep from within inside that Mm. we can culture and there's a wonderful book on joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu And um, I think about this subject a lot. So it's a really needy and important subject for all of us, I think. I think that's uh, I think that's really accurate. And I love what you said. And uh, just to kind of paraphrase that happiness really, you're saying, comes from when we're we're looking without for happiness. We're looking for validation. But joy is when we're able to find something within that validates us. And and I, I think I know which book you're talking about. Great book. I'm having such a fun discussion with uh, Sarah all the way from Utah. We've got Sarah Prince joining us and Diana Wentworth from California. We're going to go to break now, but when we come back, get your notepads, get your pens ready, get your phones ready. You're going to want to write some things down. These two ladies are going to share some valuable tips with us on how to lead a life of legacy and love. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you could see me right now and some of you on Facebook Live can, I've got this big smile on my face. I can't wipe it off. I've got two incredible guests today. Uh, We were just sharing some information with the Facebook Live viewers over break. And, uh, you know, one thing that I want to bring up, and then we're going to throw it over to Sarah. I'm reading this book by Brene Brown called Braving the Wilderness. And something that we were discussing made me think of this. In her book, she said, true belonging is when you belong nowhere and everywhere and that's when you belong to yourself when you belong nowhere and everywhere you can stand in a room of people where you feel like you do not belong at all but you belong to yourself and that's when you belong everywhere and um, I think that that's one of the secrets of love Diana you brought up before break that really finding that joy from within is what's going to help you find that fulfillment in life. And then, Sarah, your advice to really shed the labels that we were talking about over break. What valuable advice. So, Sarah, what other pieces of advice do you have for our listeners on how to really be able to embrace and love yourself and then be able to pass on that legacy of love? Absolutely. I was thinking about this earlier, Allison, and I, and I boiled it down to three simple steps. 
because this this group of people we're talking about that you know less than two percent actually feel joy in all of their success it's crazy it's truly because i know isn't it crazy it's truly because they've forgotten who they are mm-hmm. and so the three tips i would definitely absolutely have everyone write this down number one is that you've got to remember what you love to do I remember I was in a meeting one day when this hit me. I was still at my corporate job and I was at this like women's folk seminar uh, over a lunch and the speaker asked me, what do you truly love to do? And I couldn't come up with a single thing. I had become so consumed in success for others that I had forgotten all about myself. And so one thing everyone needs to do is remember what you love to do. If it takes a week to figure it out, if it takes you know, a bunch of resources to help clear out the cobwebs in your mind to remember the things that you love, do it. Well, I really... Because you can't... Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, really appreciate that advice. That's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, too. I had the, the pleasure of attending a retreat and speaking up at a retreat in Park City, Utah. And uh, actually, you came up for part of that as well. It was so great to see you there. Yeah. But one of the things I was thinking during that retreat as I taught people, I went back to something that I hadn't done in a long time. I taught people about intuition and uh, did a meditation with them and really did some healing work. And I just remembered how much I loved that. And that got me thinking, mm-hmm. what do I really love to do? Because I think even as entrepreneurs, we get caught up in the what's, you know, what's really moving the needle, what's making us money. And sometimes we forget about the things that we love to do. And really, we can do both. We can do the things we love to do and be able to provide a living uh, for ourselves and for our families. So I love that piece of advice. What's your second step? Yeah, and then just to go off of what you said there, Allison, most of us convince ourselves that the things we're doing are things we actually like to do, but it's a complete lie, hmm. which is sad. And that's where we can head down the wrong hole. So that was the first step. But the second step is you've got to take care of yourself on a, such a level that it feels like you're being selfish. Because I tell ladies all the time, self-love and self-care is so much more than washing your face day. That's just being hygiene. There's so much more to you and me and all of us that needs nourished on an inner level, especially more than on an exterior level. And so got to remember and learn how to take care of yourself until it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm borderline selfish because <laughs> we actually need so much more yeah. than we give ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I was, again, in this boat, I, I, I had to remember how to, care myself on on a mental and an emotional and a spiritual level because there's so many more parts of us that need to grow and if they're not growing everything else is not going to grow yeah, no, I, I, it's so, it's so easy though to just think, well, if I just serve, if I just give, if I just do things for mm-hmm. other people, that's the best thing to do. That's the, the thing that God will want me to do. That's what Christ will want me to do. That's what my family will want me to do. But you're so right. It comes back to that principle. If your bucket's empty, you cannot fill other people's mm-hmm. buckets when it comes down to it. And that's when we get into this martyr mode. Oh, I'm such a martyr. I'm such a victim. I can't, you know, people are taking advantage of me. It's because we're lacking that self-care. What's your third step, Sarah? Absolutely. My third step is to connect daily to your ultimate feeling. So whatever what you, you 
meditate on or visualize for your perfect life, for your mm-hmm. ultimate level of success, the achievements that you want in your life, there is a single feeling attached to all of those. And that's unique to you. You get to discover it. For me, it's the feeling of exhilaration. And so when you connect to that ultimate feeling, when I connect to exhilaration every single day, all of the creative energies flow and align and you just feel dang good. And so I always, always teach you've got to do things every day that connects you to that feeling. For me, it's, it's dancing, speaking, going, <clears throat> going live on Facebook, creating so much. And when you do that just a little bit every single day, you're putting so much power into your life. It's incredible. I love that phrase, feel dang good. <laughs> like, give yourself yeah. permission to just feel dang good. Uh, Diana, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, here oh, I am. Hi. Yeah, it broke up. Sorry. What are, what are your, what are your, I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this and then your steps or tips, uh, your advice for living a life of uh, love and legacy. Well, I just want to say that it, it's so wonderful to be having this kind of a conversation Mm -hmm. and I love when women get together and really share from their deepest places me too um, and and be so authentic and I certainly agree with Sarah Sarah, that um, that everything false must fall away Mm -hmm. so I say this quite often that whenever I'm growing through a growing stage I really see that what's really happening is a, a false piece is going away. The persona, the the looking good kind of striving that uh, was so much of my life in my earlier days. And something that I work with, I always give an assignment to my coaching clients is to make a list of 10 people they admire more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And these can be people who they know or they can be people who aren't are historic. It can be anything, just, just people who spark you, who bring you that feeling, as Sarah was saying, which is what we really want. We don't want things. We don't want success. We want a feeling. Yeah. So who mm-hmm. are these people? And then on an, another column there, write down the qualities of these people. You know, what do they represent to you? Because, for instance, somebody like Nelson Mandela might might. Uh, spark a quality in somebody and an entire different thing in somebody else. So what I'm getting at here is this is a way of identifying your core values. Mm. When you make that list of what these people represent, uh, those are your core values and those are the feelings that you want to have. That's what you're here to express in the world. You know, that's really interesting, I think- Diana. I did an exercise like this uh, not too long ago. We were at, I was at an event and uh, somebody said, I want you to write down a list of your heroes or the people you admire in your life, very similar to what you suggested. And um, one of the people that came up on my list is my aunt. And she is just mm-hmm. the most graceful, beautiful lady. Her husband passed away um, and left her with three young children. 
And um, she raised them all by herself, and she is now traveling the world. She works for a university uh, in a program with with dance. And so she takes these dancers through this university all over the world. And every time I see her, she is always so happy to see me. And she is so welcoming, wants me to stay in her home. And every time I go and stay there, she has like a warm plate of cookies waiting for me. And she Mm -hmm. is just one of my heroes. So as you were talking about that, I couldn't help but just take a moment and think about her. So as I describe her, what are some of those characteristics that um, that maybe I would write down about her as I've described those things to you? What are some of the things that might go on my what list? What a great question. What a great question because when we see somebody that we admire and we look at them, what we are seeing are our own qualities. And that's what we love in them. Oh, they wow. show us our own qualities. So I would say that you are a very resourceful, generous woman. You're a fountain of information for people. You're serving people in a beautiful way. You're expressive and expansive. Would you say that that describes her? Yes, exactly. And and I think those and are my qualities too. That's great. What <laughs> exactly. a powerful, what a powerful exercise. That's that's so really these powerful. People are shining. They're shining mirrors to us. And, and we can also look at the other side and say the people that repel us, the people that we can't stand to be around, are showing us our dark side, our qualities mm-hmm. that we, we can't tolerate in ourselves. So, you know, everybody we need is, is our lesson. And everything that happens and shows up in front of us is what we get to learn now. And it's really an exciting thing to be able to do. So I think that I'm always looking for what sparks joy in me, and that can be in a person, um, and follow that joy. Or I'll ask myself first thing in the morning before I get out of bed, I call this, um, you know, a magic morning. My coaching is called Expect Magic, and um, first thing in the morning, I think, okay, you know, I hear all these thoughts that are rumbling around in my head about my to-do list and everything else, but where is the greatest joy to be found today? Where what is the greatest one thing joy? can I do that is truly joyful? And that, that I begin to feel an energy rising inside of me. And it's when we are giving, it's when we have this energy that begins to flow out. You know, in, in the book that... Nelson, not Nelson Mandela, but um, that the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu wrote about. But Dalai Lama said that all suffering comes from self-focus. All suffering comes from self-focus. That's right. And that when we when we actually use joy as our compass and find our joy. That, that, that the generosity comes up and the love and, and the outpouring that we are here to express in the world. So let me ask so, you let me ask you this question though and, and this is uh, this is where I always get confused and this is for both you Sarah and Diana. So I agree that Dalai Lama said all suffering comes from self-focus but at the same time you know Sarah just talked about we need to be a little bit selfish in taking care of ourselves and maybe selfish is the wrong word but we need to exercise that self-love. So what's the difference between taking care of ourselves and making sure that we are fulfilled and then and being and not being self-focused in that. Does that make sense? It does to me. I have a great um, answer. And 
<laughs> Self-care self is care. I mean, that's caring. We are here as the divine expression in the world. We're here to be the divine expression and to care for others. And we can't do it unless we take care of ourselves. And I think both of you are really, really good mentors for that. Thank you. What are your thoughts, Sarah? I was going to say, to me, there's two different meanings of selfish. There's the selfish, selfish I mentioned earlier, where it's self-care, self-love. And what you selfishly do for yourself, it actually supports others. It lifts others. It, the positive energy actually reverberates out and it makes a better world for everyone Mm -hmm. but then there is the selfish where it's the exact opposite you are harming others by negatively selfish acts and we often think that oh if you're selfish it's all negative it's only that side of the scale but there's two extremes and I want you to focus on the positive extreme whereas you're again blessing others around you because you're taking care of yourself Mm-hmm. I love that. That's, uh, you know, so, so hard to do sometimes. I used to, when I very first uh-huh. started traveling more and going to all these events, I used to just do everything I could to get back, to be back, you know, for my kids and, and to be present for them. And I would not get sleep to do this. I would forego eating to do this. But what ended up happening was if I didn't have that buffer time in between an event and, and coming back, I would end up coming back grumpy and I would want to sleep all day and I was not pleasant to be around. And so what I realized was as selfish as I thought that was, that was actually a very unselfish act for me coming off a big trip or a big event just to, to know myself well enough to know that I'm going to need a half a day just to relax and to unwind and I come home happy and ready to jump right in and it's such, you know, such a better thing for them and for me. Before we go to break, mm-hmm. Diana, there's one question that's been on my mind that I want to ask you. You mentioned having grown up uh receiving some negative verbal uh, feedback. <laughs> I don't know how, how, oh, yeah. how else to, to put that. How did you overcome that? I think that's a struggle for, for all of us. And I think, you know, in, in this world today where there's a lot of judgment, I think there are a lot of people that struggle with um, either growing up having some verbal and emotional abuse or maybe in their current relationships. How do you overcome that? Well, in my case, I had a father who was 50 when I was born and was bipolar. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we didn't know about things like that in those days. And he didn't really tolerate my brother and me much as children and ended up sending us off to boarding school separately. And, you know, there was a lot of loneliness. And, of course, I grew up kind of blaming him and not wanting to be like him, which was, you know, my first reaction. But what I realized was that very loneliness is what led me into wanting deep partnership. You know, I wouldn't settle for anything less than that. So your greatest wound quite often is your greatest gift. Your greatest wound is your greatest gift. Yeah. And over time, I learned to do a lot of journaling and took journaling courses where we asked very deep questions and we could actually do a dialogue with people who were no longer here. And I had a dialogue, I did a dialogue with my father where I I really expressed my rage and talked to him about it. And man, you know, when you crawl into somebody else's head like that, you see that, you know, he was 13 when his father died and 
he was responsible for his whole family. And, you know, I mean, just the grief of it. He never really got to enjoy life at all. You begin to see that, how can you blame somebody like that? You know, and such forgiveness came over me that it just, it's melted. And I talk to him in my mind quite a bit. And I know he's very happy with what I've done with my life. That is so powerful. You know, uh, there was a technique. This just reminds me. So interesting how we learn things and then we forget them. And you've reminded me. Years ago, I learned a technique I called spirit talking. And uh, it was very similar to that where you can basically have a dialogue with somebody who's either no longer alive or maybe is still in your life but not present with you and but that's not open to having a verbal dialogue with you and um and Mm -hmm. i I learned it was called spirit talking and that was such a powerful tool in my life and healing and overcoming some things and i'd forgotten about it so thank you for sharing that because uh, that's definitely a technique that uh, i'm going to re-employ into my life and and the power of journaling too so powerful so powerful when we come back Mm -hmm. we're going to hear more from sarah prince and also diana wentworth on what they're doing today don't go anywhere because you're going to learn about how you can get into their inner circle and how you can be a part of their group Uh, so we'll be right back i'm allison h larson and you're listening to spotlight think you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7 Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Well, I just have to take a moment coming back into the show and express my gratitude uh, for the two 
amazing guests that I have. If you're just joining us, Sarah Prince is here uh, from Utah via phone, and we've got Diana Wentworth on the line with us from California. And these two incredible women have been sharing things that have been uplifting my soul. I'm sure everybody listening is feeling the same way. And I just want to take a moment of gratitude for you two. Thank you so much for investing your time, for coming on this show, and for sharing your wisdom and experience with our listeners. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Such a pleasure. Now, Diana, you've talked a lot about how we can really learn to love ourselves and lead with love. How do we live uh leave that legacy of love with people around us? What are you doing right now to help people leave that legacy of love? Well, I am very excited about what I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm involved in something that's completely new and a brand new technology that is really the result of all the advances in digitization. And that is, there's such a thing now as legacy films. And one can have a film produced of their family and integrate all of their mementos, their letters, their photographs, their old family films, and everything, and turn this into a very, very professional uh, production. So I'm the partner in a company called Zena Wolf um, Legacy Films. And that's Z-E-N-N-A-W-O-L-F-E, Legacy Films. And it just brings me such joy because I love to work with people in my coaching or in in all the things that I do um, to help them see the great beauty in their lives and to just take one piece of that and to memorialize it in some way. You know, it could be a travel, a little travel book with all the pictures and everything you enjoyed that would someday be an heirloom mm-hmm. for your family. And so that's one of the things that I'm doing that I love. I still book all the speakers for the Inside Edge. We've had 1,500 of the world's top speakers uh, over the years. Can you name and some names? I would, be, I would be interested. Who have you had Oh, my gosh. Gene Houston would be coming every other year. Barbara Marks Hubbard, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen really cemented their relationship there and began writing um, the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. But Louise Hay was an original oh, I love member. Louise, yeah. Uh, and she just had a little book in those days. And we used to give these futuristic parties that you had to show up as who you were going to be in five years. Oh, wow. So there was a, a woman named Susan Jeffers who hadn't written a book yet, and she showed up at the party as having written three New York Times bestsellers, and she did do that in five years. She wrote, feel the fear of do it anyway. So, I mean, it it has been a very vibrant Mm. and amazing organization. It's Mm insideedge.org if you want more information on Mm. that. And then I'm I'm doing my personal coaching, which I love more than anything. I love just working with people one-on-one, and we do it over Skype or Zoom or one of those. And um, expect... Magic uh, tell us a little bit about that. There's a hyphen between those two words, dot com. Or I would love for people, anybody listening who would like to connect with me, to just reach out to me through my website, dianawentworth.com. Diana Wentworth.com. Uh, because there's a, there's a contact uh, page there that I'd love to talk with anybody about anything they'd like to talk about. Well, thank you. And, you know, um, it's so interesting I, I started the show talking about uh, a video that my father had put together of my grandparents before they passed away and what a treasure that is for me. 
And also, you know, I've, I've done these little books with them. And what, what treasures? So I would encourage you to get a mm-hmm. hold of Diana. Um, find out a way to live, live your legacy and leave your legacy. And then, of course, the, what is it called? The Inside Edge? Inside Edge. Right. Yeah, yes. definitely check that out. And I out. love to speak. I love to speak anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just adore connecting with audiences. I think that's yeah. one of my greatest joys in life because I get to learn so much more about my life and what matters just by connecting with other people that way. Well, and you're very good at doing it. <laughs> so, and uh, Thank you. <laughs> so I'd love to talk to you about some of the uh, upcoming things that I've got going on as well. And and um, and want to just make a mention, too, to anybody that's listening, uh, please reach out to Diana. Uh, reach, Feel free to reach out to me as well. Um, both of us really love to, it sounds like, get people together <laughs> and celebrate. So if you're looking for a way to do that, to, uh, to join a different service, circle or group we would love to help you out so um all right so sarah are you still there oh yes oh good well so good uh, i would love to hear about what you're doing today with uh, the knowledge that you've learned in your life and both of you i really have to commend you this is part of le- leaving a legacy is taking your life experiences well i call it peg p-e-g taking your passions your experiences and your god-given gifts and using those to help other people um along along that road of life so uh, sarah how are you helping people today Oh, I love that, P-E-G. I remember that now, Allison. (laughs) This is where where Diana and I have one thing in common, is we love speaking. I love speaking and being able to sit with a group and connect in such a way that everyone goes home feeling so uplifted and with next steps in order to change their life. And so what I'm working on right now is actually I just came off my Illuminate event last week, which is which was a huge success. Success. It was so much fun. Congratulations! And I've got my yeah. It was fantastic, and everyone went home with you know as they were walking out the door, they all stopped and said to me, "No, Sarah. Oh my gosh, I just feel so good. Thank you so much for all of this awareness that I have now and the next steps I have to take." And so I've got. Because of that was worked out so well, I've got my next one happening on January 19th. So looking forward to that. But I also have my enlightenment program where I'm opening the doors to it again to finish one more round off this to through the end of the year. And folks in there get to spend weekly time with me so that we can go through every facet of their foundation mm, and helping them. I show you how to change what you're doing with your personal care, the things mm-hmm. that we've talked about uh, mm-hmm. through the show today, and how you need to shine a light on the things that were actually holding you back. Mm-hmm. And so that, I use this analogy of the game Jenga. Do you remember playing that game? Is that the one where you take the little pieces, the wood pieces out, and you try not to jo- knock the tower yes. over? I love that game. I'm super competitive. I know for those of you who know me, you probably... <laughs> Uh, know that, but yes, love to. We'll have to we'll have to get together and play it. It, it was yeah. it's kind of I'll an take older you down. game. It came out like in the eighties, I think. And anyway, I compare it to you know we build so much and we and we work and achieve so much, but we're actually pulling our own blocks out from underneath us, hmm. like in that game Jenga, and we wonder why things fall apart in our life. And so, I'm helping them through the enlightenment experience, enlightenment experience, how to keep that strong foundation. So and that, ha- mm-hmm. 
things don't fall over once they build and create them. And so if anyone would want to like to reach out to me about that, I'd love to have a conversation with you for a good fit. And how can they reach you? Absolutely. You can just go to my website, sarahbestprints.com, and I actually have a free fulfillment guide right there that they can check out too, and I would love to connect. Oh, I love that too. Well, make sure and uh, contact and connect with both of these powerful ladies. So ladies, I I was wondering if you could support me. I have a very special announcement that I wanted to make on this show today. And um, there's nobody else that I'd rather do it with than you two. So um, are you ready for it? Somebody want to give me a drum roll? Diana, Sarah? Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sitting down. <laughs> I, uh, few people know this. I've, I've talked to a few people about it, but I just launched my own publishing company called Speaker House Publishing. And just after this show, I'm actually going to my launch party uh, down in San Diego, California. So... I wanted to let everybody know about that. I'm super excited. Wow. One of the, the things I love to do more than anything, uh, and we've talked a lot about love and legacy, and is is helping people really share their message with the world. I love to do that through the Speakers Coalition. And one of the things that I noticed were that there were a lot of speakers that needed to get books out there. And uh, some of them were struggling in finding publishers that supported them and their purpose. So I decided to launch a publishing company to support speakers. So I'm really excited to go down there and celebrate that good for you wow thank you congratulations thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that and um i'm so glad that you could both be on and hear this i want to share with everybody listening to again uh, my email address is allison at soulintuition.com that's a-l-l-i-s-o-n at soulintuition.com i would love to hear your feedback from the shows any questions you have and i'm serious if you want to get together and you want to connect with other powerful people like we've talked about on the show diana you've talked about writing a list of the people you want to connect with i would love for you to email me i've got a retreat coming up that I would love to to have you attend. I've got a mastermind coming up. And uh, just depending on what you need and what you want to grow your business, I would love to help you uh, be able to reach more people and magnify your message to the masses. So Sarah and Diane, I'd like to give you w- one uh, 10 seconds to say one last thing. If there's one thing people walk away with uh, from this show today, Diana, what would you have them walk away with knowing? Oh, boy. That there is nothing that is happening that is not going to bloom into something amazing. To expect magic, I think, is the best thing that we can do. Just to have this openness that there is a divine design and that we are supported and that we are loved and that we are here to express that love and, and not to hide from it, not to hide in fear, not to crumble, not to collapse inside but just to be open to magic and expanding and knowing that everything is for our good. Mm, I love that. Be open to magic. I I love magic in my life. Sarah, what's your final <laughs> words of wisdom today? Oh, I love that too, Diana. I would say love yourself, flaws and all. Love yourself. I mean, why are you... Why would mm-hmm. you expect more goodness to come into your life if you aren't loving of the most blessed gifts you already have, which is yourself? Your lights, your dark, your mistakes, your, your glories, all of it is glorious. And so when you learn to love yourself in that way, everything just opens up to greater joy. 
Very powerful words. Go forth today. Live a magical and glorious life. Thank you for listening to Spotlight. I'm Allison H. Larson, and I'll see you next week. Actually, I won't see you, but you'll hear me next week, (laughs) where we will have more guests who have transformed their lives and are now working to transform the lives of others. Thank you for listening. for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.